0: welcome to new week new music today we are continuing with our wrap up of our 2020 list and we are going to be discussing our top 10 and bottom five songs of the year starting with the bottom
1: five so uh listeners of the show will remember we did do uh our favorite and least favorite songs at the halfway point in the year so uh some of the some of these songs Well, well, for this, we are doing the whole year, so there are going to be some repeats on here. So, uh, just
0: so everyone is aware. We won't necessarily bore you talking about them, but we certainly need to point out
1: that they made the cut twice. (laughs) Uh, Especially for the ones that made it onto the bottom half of the year, which is where we're going to be starting today. But uh, before we actually do that, um, I do kind of want to once again ask you guys, like, what. Any special criteria did you guys have for this?
0: Yeah, I I had one mostly, and that was I did not want to populate these with a whole bunch of songs from the same album. Like, for example, you know, last weekend we learned that uh, Dune Rats Hurry Up and Wait was my least favorite album of the year. It wouldn't be very exciting to list five of those tracks as my bottom five. (laughs) So I made sure that each artist was only represented once on both my bottom and top. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, I did the same thing. I only have one artist per, um, per, like one song from an album. There's I don't have two songs on there, and um, I also did do the same thing I did for the the first half, where I only included songs where I feel like you don't lose a significant amount of the song's impact when listening to it individually. Oh um, that was a big criteria for me too. Yeah. So because of that, um I you know, don't have any songs from some of my big hitters like Wanderers or like Neptunian Maximalism. Cause I feel like on those albums it's so important to listen to it as an album that I don't really want to highlight individual songs. Oh see, so I don't I didn't do that then because I, I
0: I had one in mind when you said that and I'll just go ahead and, and spill the beans I specifically excluded uh, is it News Today or Good News or whatever from the Black Eyed Peas. yeah News Today because to me that was without a doubt the worst moment of 2020 with context like the worst song <laughs> moment with context but without yeah. the context it, it doesn't hit like that so like that song in a vacuum is only maybe deserving of the list whereas it's like possibly the bottom song of the year in context. So I did leave that one off. Okay.
1: Uh, Ben, how about you?
2: I didn't have any strict criteria. Um, I, I do, I did kind of consider the point you mentioned, Brandon, about the songs standing by itself. Um, and for the most part, I think my, my top tracks do stand by themselves. Um, that being said, um, there are definitely a few that are much better in the context of the album, but I still felt they deserved recognition. Um, and i also i didn't filter out um based on bands i think i have a couple repeats here but i don't really have too many repeats so i, I was i was fine with uh with having a little bit of that
0: ben is more than happy to heap it on these guys
2: <laughs> yeah i am both positive and negative
1: oh well then with that um, let's let's get started with the with our bottom five worst songs of the year
2: And uh, I'll kick us off. And we'll start with uh, the the fifth worst. Yeah, so this is the fifth worst
1: worst song of the year, in my opinion. And I'm bringing it all the way back. I'm sure you guys can at least guess what I'm going to say here. Bringing it all the way back to one of our favorite punching bags all year. That is (laughs) Dune Rats with If My Bong Could Talk. This is a repeat (laughs) offender on this list. Yeah, a repeat offender. This was on my worst songs at the midway point, and it... It's if anything, it's gotten worse. Um God, just what a what a bullshit ass song. <laughs> it's the bong just,
2: water has gone putrid. It's and just stale. so
1: unfunny and just so painful to listen to. Uh I it had to be had to be included somehow on my list.
2: Yeah, that one's pretty rough. It's a good good and take. It, it deserves it. Yeah. I, uh, uh,
0: my yeah, go ahead, Eric. I was just saying. Well, I, I'll I'll get the controversial one out of the way here, and uh, You're going we to did say bottom black dresses. We did bottom three before, and we did bottom five this time. So black dresses was not eased out
2: of my bottom five. <laughs> oh my god! Left arm of life, the song that I had on there before <laughs> is still on there. <laughs> and god. if you recall, I I put the left arm of life as I think my fifth best song. You did uh, of the year, in the in the original <laughs> episodes. I I cannot believe it hasn't gotten knocked off. Then again, we we've been through that controversy in our uh, we, in we our around ranked, that uh episodes. It does so, make me so happy yeah.
1: though that we did have at least one al- one album that was included in a top and bottom ten of the year.
0: That that's one of my yeah. highlights. It's so weird
1: being able to talk about the list. Like I know, right? I know. <laughs> but that was a highlight we don't, for we me. can spill the beans. <laughs> yeah. Hi right, Ben, what you got?
2: I've got um a song that um, depicts uh, a strange relationship scenario. Um, unfortunately, did not quite have the emotional impact that it intended. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> Goblin Love oh, by yes. oh What um, we deserved. God, that song was just heinous. totally unclever, unfunny. Uh, Awkward, uh, uncomfortable. Auditorially uh, hellish. Um yeah that one's just painful on so many different levels. I don't know what else to say,
1: yeah, it I, that that uh, song on there is off of the the Post-Saint album, which just missed the mark entirely. That song may have missed the mark the most. like, yeah. there are a couple yeah. of tracks on that album that are at least like moderately. Enjoyable, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Or like, like, have like a couple of like meta chuckles at it, but there's right, just nothing right.
2: Like, on the there. say, like, why do these guys worship Satan? Satan's a dick, or like just talking about his his dick. Like, that makes <laughs> sense. Like, that's the kind of just basic, stupid humor I would expect. But Goblin Love is just so like out of left field. Like, why did you like why make like why? Ugh. Why did you think this was a, 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 a worthwhile? comedic avenue to explore why am
1: i listening to it that was something i thought of a few times a number of times
0: in fact yeah
1: yeah um all right brandon number four all right number four um this actually going back to uh early in the year uh but this is actually a song that i did not include on the bottom uh in the first half even though it is from the first half it when doing my bottom of the list revisit i heard it again and i was like reminded of the uh, uh atrocity that is this song um and i'm going with those kind of nights by eminem <laughs> featuring ed
2: sheeran the gingerbread and, man like
1: i mean we roasted the fuck out of that song in the when we reviewed the album ben i think you included it in your bottom three and i, I mentioned I that did, i thought yeah. about it and i did but i decided not to include it but at after having heard it again, I I have to include it in my bottom five. It's it was so much worse than I thought it was, it or yeah. than I than I remembered it being. It oh. it's really bad. It's just <laughs> awkward, uncomfortable, toxic masculinity. The song <laughs> and yeah, it,
2: it's plus doesn't Ed Sheeran's <sighs> voice crack during the chorus that they regurgitate. Throughout the song, like it's a certified even one on taker. a sonical, le- even on a sonic <laughs> yeah, I'm level, I'm pretty it's sure. And
1: Sheeran was just trying to get the fuck out of there, like collect yeah. his check and get the fuck out. Like this is not my image, bro. <laughs> uh, I mean, what, he keeps doing uh, what's it. What's up next for you, Eric?
0: <laughs> uh, so I have a, a new new entry from the the second half of the year here, and. Uh, I mentioned earlier that a certain Black Eyed Peas song did not make my list. Well, another Black Eyed Peas song totally did with <laughs> <Ooh>. Mba booty. <laughs> booty. And, and I'm going to be honest, I could have picked anything off this album. And so this one just has the most heinous title.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're all equally yeah. deserving.
2: There, That's it's, fair. It's an hour of just You could have picked anything on that album
0: heinous
1: music like, this
0: one gets the, the nod for being my booty spelled m-a-b-u-t-i
1: <laughs> thank you for that Means
2: exactly what you think it means
1: <laughs> but it's subtle because it's not spelt right right I I so it know. throws you off I'm trying to yeah. dodge
2: that explicit tag on a
1: spotify <laughs> maybe that is exactly what it was i <sighs> mean if that's
2: labeled as explicit what is the world coming to all right ben. ben, what do you got uh, anyway yeah number uh, fourth worst track of the year um i chose crazy by dune rats um which also carried over from is crazy crazy babe. baby all I ever one is a little bit more um, oh, oh yeah this one i mean and, and this is kind of similar to black eyed peas i think you could have chosen anything off this album obviously if my bond could talk is another great contender i chose crazy because it reminds me of like 2003, like, high school yearbook music um, that just ages horribly. And instead of, like, feeling any sort of nostalgia or connection with stuff I've heard in the past, it just made me, like,
1: Ugh. Like, <laughs> made on. you physically gag. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I it's, it. it's just... It yeah. hurts.
1: We, we've clowned on... You, you might think we've clowned on Dune Rats enough, but I really don't think we have.
2: Dune There's Rats not enough. deserves... They deserve everything we've got amounts of of criticism.
1: All right. So and at number three for me, uh, I do have my first new entry uh, on the list. And we're going with the Internet's new favorite band, Trapped, and their song. Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) I think which was the point on the album where I was like, "Okay, maybe there actually is something to the hate that this album's getting. And there is... Uh, I do do—I do still believe that the hate for the album is somewhat hyped, somewhat of a meme. Uh, but this song truly isn't. This song is truly is as bad as everyone says it is. It's just the most heinously, disgustingly bad out song off that record. Off of that heinously bad record. Um, like... I am being nicer to it than I think a lot of people are by saying that, you know, the hype is somewhat overblown. And it's still the fourth worst album on my list. And this was the shining example of just how shitty the album was, in my opinion. Well, so
0: I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Because coming in at number three for me is Hold and Beheld. Off the of trap, Shadow Word. <laughs> yeah, that and one was real bad too. The reason I picked that one is because that was the only time this year where I got literally three seconds into a song. I heard the first three words and I'm like, yep, this is a bottom song of the year. <laughs> I made it three seconds in and I already oh knew. Oh my god. And And, I and wasn't that was wrong. literally
1: the last album we listened to. Yeah. So, so. like I, I had
0: all the context and it only took three words for me to know exactly where it was going. <laughs> God. That do they was, get yeah, the that triple really crown? Bad. What do you have, Ben?
1: Yeah, come
2: on. Trapped. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for my third worst song, I have I Want to Want What I Want by Trapped. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> 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 the Trapped Fecta has been achieved. Uh, this is the I best thing Trapped has ever done. I didn't know which Trapped song to choose. There's um, so many. There's a lot to choose from. Literally this is one. Throw a dart at the board and put it on Yeah. This is one that especially stood out to me as bad, though. I think just because it's so so dull and repetitive and just grating. And it's like, despite how kind of inoffensive the songwriting is and that it's just super bland, this one actually like really irritated the crap out of me. And Yeah, <laughs> this, right, it's trapped. The only I mean,
1: trap song that I could say doesn't deserve a, a spot on the list would probably be the first one, Make It Out Alive. Any other yeah, track song, I would be yeah. like, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, Yep. Totally. I get that. So what about number two, Brandon? All right, number two. Um, actually, going back to the first half again. The bottom half actually is quite heavily dominated by, uh, Early by the year. first half tracks. Um, and I'm going with another artist that we have roasted repeatedly throughout the entire year. And that is the reprise of New Music Sucks. I remember this one being <laughs> and there and the reason why I went the reprise I did the, re- the reprise the first half I'm doing it again now is because to me there's just something so distinctly shitty about like they made a really shitty song about old people yelling at the cloud and they gave you more and, and then they, did it again. they w- didn't have enough self-awareness to <laughs> say like no <"Nah, laughs> this shit's hilarious let's do it again like God, fans are gonna love this shit this- what God? Mm. Po saying, what are you doing? Please don't ever do it again. I please just just don't. So There's I was watching, such a crippling lack of self-awareness on the entire record.
0: I was watching a uh, the Big Bang theory the other day because it just came on after a football game or something, and uh, Brian Posan's a recurring character on there and he's like the butt of the jokes. Like he wants to be with the one girl and everyone doesn't like him. And I watch him just be really sad on screen and, stuff. and I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> oh. uh, so my number two worst song um, is another recurring from my original one, but it's gone up a place. This was my number one worst song of the year at the halfway point. And now it's my number two, If My Bong Could Talk my oh. Dune Rats. Ooh, moving up. Moving up in the world. <laughs> Still on my bottom album of the year.
1: Yeah, at this rate, by the time we're 80, we're gonna like that album.
0: No, because (laughs) if it goes up one place a year, by the time I'm 80, it's gonna be in the bottom half. (laughs) Firmly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, maybe 180 years.
2: (laughs) How about you, Ben? Uh, For my second worst song, I have Trying Too Hard by Trapped. Which, Which one was Trapped going to get the double trifecta and
0: going three Tried wide and hard. three deep?
2: <laughs> Try too hard. That's all I remember is the chorus. I, I don't. I couldn't tell you how honestly. It goes.
1: Honestly, all it's, of the Trapped album just was so bland. It all kind of melted yeah. together. Outside of uh, tell me how you really feel, in my opinion.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that one but, was unique, uniquely bad. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's it's just shit. Auditory shit. All right, wait, what's and your I feel like Trap deserved two spots. All right, so words, my Brandon?
1: worst song of the year, and if you guys remember our review of this, you know exactly what song I'm about to say. So, and I will leave this with Eric. I disagree with what you said. Oh, it doesn't no. fucking matter. <laughs> Have you heard the news today? <laughs> It's the worst fucking song of the year and might honestly be the worst song I've ever heard in my life.
2: <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit.
1: News Today by the Black Eyed wow. Peas. You know, after slogging through fucking 45 minutes, 45, 50 minutes, or whatever, of just shitty Latin club beats with the worst rapping and just the worst humor and the most cringy lines, you get to a shitty. A, acoustic ballad that
2: still has the same latin beat yes for it does. some fucking I say, reason i love how they i love how they psych you out at the beginning where it's like it's like some weird like 10 15 second intro that doesn't have the latin beat and you and, can tell the song's going to be a little different and then they go straight into the, the Latin guitar beat, and, and then they sing about the fucking coronavirus yeah, like oh, I
1: agree with you that like it's just like the shit cherry on top of the shit Sunday that is that album. But it does it's it's so bad. It it's it's one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. Like it so uh, so the thing I will agree
0: with you on is that, you know, that song almost makes it so Brian Posehn has a point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he didn't mention the Will I Am or the Black Eyed Peas, did he? I don't think he did. That's the I irony. Know. I don't he should have left them out.
1: <sighs> to be fair, but, the Black Eyed Peas are, are that irrelevant. But I,
0: so yeah. I, I went ahead and cheated for my worst song of the year. And if you'll remember when we did this at the halfway point, I cheated for my top song of the year with doing part one and part two of Pluto. So for Symmetry's sake, I felt like I had to do part one and part two of New Music Sucks as my worst song of the year.
1: That's totally
2: fair. That's fair.
0: I, yeah. I, the, w- the reason this one takes the honor is exactly what we said. It's a song so shitty that you had to have it twice. Like, <laughs> no other song had the honor of being the worst song twice. Ugh. god damn, man. God, that's... Just yeah. the lack it of was... self-awareness. You know what the best part of this whole thing is? The whole point of this song was like old school metal music is the best and like five of our top ten albums for the year are new metal music. That's better than anything Scott Ian has ever made in his entire life. that alone makes it so clear that Post-San's head is so far up his own ass that he won't even listen to new music in the genre he's claiming is cool (laughs) and that he likes. I mean, some of the best metal I've ever heard
1: came out this year. Yeah, I know. Dude. I know. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so Ben, yeah. what is your worst song of the
2: year? My worst song of the year um, is a song um, that you guys may remember or be familiar with. Um, it's definitely one that I think we've talked about recently. It is called News Today by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> uh, yes!
1: <laughs> vindicated!
2: <laughs> and this one was not my number. I think it... Was it on my list originally? I don't even no, know if it no, was. I think because it's a song. Yeah, it was came it not- out
1: the uh we oh, reviewed yeah. it as like the 51st and 52nd album like it was immediately after the halfway
2: <laughs> episode That's 27 right. I,
0: for those of you following I forgot along about home. that
2: so yeah this one basically everything brandon said um this one i chose as my number one because i think this will be a very memorable track like i think five ten years ago from now um we will remember this one for how just laughably horrible it was and especially in the context of coronavirus You'd be like hey remember coronavirus yeah hey remember, remember time the will i, I end that shitty fucking song <laughs> and that's why i think it goes here just comedically it is so just absurd and i remember when it first came on like i was hit with that latin beat um that i thought would they'd finally break from and it comes back and covid19 it's a tragedy <laughs> i don't like what's happening people in the street we don't know what's going on. We can't even see this virus. It's this evil virus.
1: God. Oh. Um, yeah, it's and just the crippling... La- once again, the crippling lack of self-awareness on that song. Like, it's like when uh, the shutdowns first started and all those fucking celebrities all sang Imagine from their fucking mansions and their yachts and shit. It's like, fuck you guys. You, oh. guys, just, you guys don't understand... At all.
0: Jesus. <sighs> Alright, so w- yeah. let's move on to Greener Pastures. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about let's do good stuff. let's something positive now. We uh, can... That shit's over. Yeah. Alright, Brandon, what's your number 10 song for uh, the year? So
1: this one might be a little bit of a controversial take, because this was okay. one of the most controversial albums of the year for us. But, if I remember correctly, we all did enjoy this song. And, to me, it's it's one of the most fun and ridiculous songs of the year. And... It has the biggest dick energy of any song this year, and I'm talking about Ben's favorite album, Kesha with the Potato Song. I could have sworn it you it were going to do
2: Dragon Ball Do Rag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I really thought about doing Dragon Ball Do Rag. Is probably eleven, but uh, oh, no I, just, I, I decided to put uh, the Potato Song over Dragon Ball Do Rag.
2: Uh, Dude, I need to listen to the potato song. Kesha, I think, is one of the albums I didn't really... I don't even think I'd listen to it again. Uh, but I do really need to go back and do the potato song. But
1: like, the song just it's for just its so goddamn energy. funny. And, like... And it just feels good to hear Kesha just, like, be like, fuck you, I'm doing whatever the hell I want to do. Even if it is really kind of dumb. But, like, I don't know. It just... There's such a unique energy on that song. And I, I, I loved it when we first... Uh, listen to the album I still love. It. If anything, I have I like it more now than when we first heard it.
2: You know, I, I don't think I've ever been more inspired in my life than when I heard that Kesha was going to start growing a potato farm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you really can do anything if you set your mind to it. Oh. So, uh, Eric, what do you got at number 10? For number 10, I picked what,
0: another one that I think is one of the most so- fun songs of the year. And I went with uh, Dynasty from Sawayama. Oh, mm. that's a good pick. That was a, a very top heavy album, and because of that, in my opinion, it didn't go super high on my list. But those those songs at the beginning totally do deserve recognition as some of the best songs I heard all year.
1: There's some really really great tracks on there, and um, I did not include any of them in my top ten. They just barely didn't make it. But I mean, I still love, there's still some some great fucking tracks on that album. I mean, I love yeah. the hell out of it. It's like my top 15, so.
2: Yeah. Yep. How about you, Ben? Um, so, it's funny you chose that, Brandon, or Eric, because I chose uh, Excess, also by Arena Sawiyama for my number 10. I respect it. I almost went with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we chose uh, different ones, because I, I thought about Dynasty, too. It's like, which do I prefer? The reason I chose Excess is because, um, one, it's very memorable. Yeah. Um, Two, I think uh, it shows that there's some really good pop music out there. And three, it kind of felt like a more refined throwback to, like, some old-school Britney Spears. Yeah. Um, which, like, the Britney Spears, I'm like, it's, like, half a guilty pleasure. Like, I don't really feel that guilty about it, but I still, you know, it's Britney Spears. But this song was like, like, I feel zero guilt about this one. Like, this is just a great song, super fun, uh, really well-written and performed. Um and yeah, it's just I think I'll be listening to this one um, a lot in the future.
1: Yeah, right, number no, nine, definitely some of my favorite pop of the year. Um, and at number nine, uh, we have a al- uh, song that was off an album that I thought was fairly mediocre, um, but I did really, really love the song, and I've actually revisited it quite a few times. It's one of the few songs that I revisit individually. And I'm talking about the song "Betty" off of the Taylor Swift album. That's a uh, good that song. Folklore. And yeah, it's just, I don't, it's everything I want from a Taylor Swift song. And I think it's just really well done. And just her, you know, really mellow voice and just pairs really well with just the the guitar in it. And yeah, it's, it's everything I want from Taylor Swift. And I think it comes out really, really good. And I think it's one of uh, the best songs in Taylor Swift's entire catalog at this point. Yeah.
0: So for my number nine, uh, you know, on, on one hand, you this you might say this song is like a ruler at the top of the charts kind of thing. And on the other hand, it's a dildo. <laughs> I'm talking about Layup from Denzel Curry for one of the best lines I've heard in years. That was, a,
1: that what a great fucking chorus. <laughs> on one hand, I'm a pharaoh. Nice. On the other, I'm a dildo.
2: <laughs> how did i forget about that I, i'm remembering the lyrics now but i totally had blocked that out yeah that, that might was, be the hook that's, that's been banger. stuck in my head all year
1: <laughs> and I'm, I'm so surprised you put that album in the top 10 but damn that
2: was that was a good album it, it was is a good. great
1: like 17 minutes
2: <laughs> oh how about you ben number nine yeah number nine i have a song that's very different than the one about the dildo i've got um <laughs> uh the second passage by SO trillium which is the third song of the album. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the actual title. But for me, this one um, was notable for a few reasons. Uh, for one, I think it was kind of the point in that album that I realized that I was really going to like it and that it was really intricately composed um, just with all the crazy stuff that's going on in that song um, with the frenetic triplets and in the, in the drums to the the strings um mm-hmm.
1: yeah i was gonna to ask the, if that was the the song that had like the really dissonant strings on it and yeah that's so that was a really it did, great yeah. song
2: and it had the strings like just like with those like uh single notes on the on the acoustic uh, guitar and then the violins and then the the guitar tones were amazing and it's like an eight minute song with just all this crazy stuff going on and that one just really stood out to me and that's probably the most memorable track on an album that i ended up really liking
1: yeah that um I did not like that album nearly as much as you did, but I still, you know, put it pretty damn high. I'm pretty sure it's in my top twenty. Yeah,
2: I think um, you guys oh, it both just still pretty, put It just missed top twenty at twenty
1: one, but I mean, I still love the hell out of that record, and that was definitely my favorite song off the album too. So at number nine, I mean number eight. Sorry, uh, I have a song that I quite literally asked for almost by name. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fair I know yeah. what you're talking uh,
1: about. <laughs> and I'm going with Old King Cole by Sturgill Simpson. And if you guys go back to our original uh, country music episode where we reviewed Kenny Chesney and Aubrey Sellers, I believe it was, um, I literally asked for a song... Telling the story of the changes in like rural America due to like the coal mines closing down. And that is exactly what this song is by Sergio Simpson, who is from a small rural town in Kentucky. And like one of the lines in the song is that basically amounts to he's gonna be the first male in like in his family line in like the last, you know, hundred years or so that won't end up dying from black lung. And it just right. the story of like his hometown, kind of like getting destroyed, and like a way of life going away because of the closing of the coal mines, and uh, ignoring all like the the political aspects of you know coal. It's just an incredibly touching and genuine song that I think everyone needs to hear. Um, it. Um, it, it's, it just it's it really uncanny. provides a perspective.
2: Most it was uncanny how get. how closely that song delivered on exactly what you you requested. Yeah. In, yeah. in the original cut. Like it's it's crazy. Like, it's 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 verbatim, like, what you said you wanted to hear mm-hmm. from country. and <laughs> Sure enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, you must have been, like, doing a double take the first time. You yeah, heard like, that. when I first heard that, I was yeah. just like,
1: wait, what the fuck? <laughs> and <laughs> like, I went back and listened to <laughs> the, the kind of first country music episode, and I was like, yo, what Holy the shit. fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, Eric, what do you got at number eight?
0: Uh, ben and Brandon have seen me running around my studio here like a madman. And that's because somewhere in this mess of a house that I couldn't find and I didn't think of until right now, I have a train whistle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder what song you're about to uh, see. Yeah. What could this be? So
0: America Undefined is still on my my top songs of the year. God, what nice. a great use of train.
2: Yeah this god is the best train I've train. heard yeah who, who played the train I don't know if he was credited I don't know if it was <laughs> <Mr>. <laughs> in Pacific himself. Railways is credited on this <laughs> yeah I'd um, like to give a shout out to BNSF
1: yeah but for uh, for another uh, album that we were all pretty mediocre on god that song's great it's, yeah, a, it's a
2: fantastic
0: build up it's a good reminder too that like just because an album itself isn't necessarily great there's still worthwhile music on there Potentially, Absolutely. it could also be Trapped, but... <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a good pick. Uh, From my number eight, um, this one was not one I really expected to put on, but uh, I remember really really liking the Daka Braka album, and I felt like I wanted to go back to it and see if there was a standout track there. And, and I don't know if there's any one track that really was better than all the rest, but uh, the one I ended up selecting was the title track, Alambari, which is the closing track on the album and what i really like about this one is that it's super minimalist but it conveys so much um and the entire song is you know it's about nine or ten minutes and it's just simple you know upright bass um uh, uh baseline and like raindrops and very sparse limited vo- instruments and vocals but man does it Say a lot, or maybe not say a lot. I don't know what the the message is, but but at least sonically it says a lot. And earlier in the album, we talked about how full their sound was despite only having a few members, how much uh, noise they could create, and and this this song uh, still creates that just with even more minimalism. And I I thought they made incredible use of their instruments and their and their composition. I glad also they over, made it on oh, there
0: because I I wanted to pick a Doc Baraka mm-hmm. song, but I couldn't think of which specific track to go with so i'm glad yeah, you I found know. one
1: yeah it was it was uh, hard decision but i so think, think so far that a good is one. the one i'm like I, I would need to revisit it before i could really say anything on it um but i do re- remember liking the the closing track to that album so um and i did really really enjoy the album so i am glad that to hear it on here um so at number seven for me actually unless ben is there anything else you want to
2: no no add that's to? all i have to say
1: so at number seven, we are getting into some of the heavy, heavy hitters uh, for me. Uh, and if you're on uh, the album of the year list, these guys came in at number four overall for me on the year. So one of my favorite albums and obviously one of my favorite tracks. We have Say the Name by Clipping. Ooh, and good yeah, just that's such a, good a one. fucking cool beat on here. Just so so sinister and the 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 ghetto boys my favorite sample fucking incredible one of the best samples of the year yeah um definitely yeah just just an overall incredible track uh i I loved the hell out of it so yeah and i've i've revisited honestly i revisit that album all the time and that's always my favorite part of it even though though it is the second track uh
2: even for me not not really loving the album all that much i i do agree that song definitely was a standout for me as well
0: for number seven, I uh, another hip hop track. Um, I went with "Walking in the Snow" by Run Jewels. This was on my uh, top songs the first time around, and yeah, it still deserves to be there. Yeah,
2: yeah that's a great so, pick.
1: I I love a uh, uh, gangsta booze uh, like her the cor- her chorus. Yeah, the chorus is here.
2: probably my favorite. It just, I don't know why. Like it's so simple, but something about it just yeah. hits. It's fire.
1: yeah Yeah. and like in in addition to it being complete fucking fire like just you know how topical and meaningful and well written all the the talking points on the song are
2: yeah definitely very very relevant song uh for my number seven i ended up going with uh fantasy uh, from against all logic which was the opening track on that album and it was one of the first albums we did all year uh, i think within the or three weeks or so I forget exactly
1: that like features doesn't feature Beyonce Beyonce?
2: it it has a a Beyonce sample yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um and I really like this one because right from the get-go you can tell that it's gonna be a very masterfully crafted album Mm um you know kind of very forward-looking but not you know totally esoteric just an, an amazing mix of stuff of both familiar and unfamiliar sounds um I think right off the bat you knew we knew that we were going to get into a pretty, pretty solid album there. And, um, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to listen to it. You can, it's, it's pretty danceable, but you can also just, you know, listen to it. Um, the only prerequisite for this one is that you're highly intelligent.
1: Of course. (laughs) Only Only for the highest of intelligence. Um, anyway, uh, so at number six, actually, have a repeat. Um, I also picked "Walking in the Snow" by Run the Jewels off of RTJ Four. Um, everything yeah, we work. just said about it—it's a great song. Uh Yeah, but I, w- I would not say anything more. So, uh just move on.
0: I've got another uh, another repeat at number six as well from my my first half of the year in a "Sinning" by uh, Soft Pink yeah, Truth. It's a good track. Oh, yeah, it's, that yeah. one to me is just like the perfect uh, climax of an album. Great track on its own, but but in the context of the album, even better.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, I, I had that's kind of the one of the ones where I was like, I don't know how to pick it because it, it's more about the album than anything else. And I had a few others that were kind of like that, where it's like so much so that you want to experience it as an album that I yeah, Yeah, that, that's exactly time. why
1: that track didn't make it on my list, because I don't yeah. totally agree. It's, it's a great fucking track, a great climax to, the, to a great album. Um, but for me, in my opinion, to really get the impact of that song, you need to listen to the whole album, which you should do anyway, because it's fantastic.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Still a great pick though. I, I totally defensible. Yeah. yeah. I don't disagree um, with it at all. I ended up going uh, for my number six with uh, Remora uh, by Klopelga, which I believe was the second track on that album. And uh, this one, yeah, this one stood out to me. Um, I, th- I do think it, it's great in the context of the album, but I also think this one could really stand out on its own just as a single. Yeah. Um, it's super colorful um it spans both really um, um dark uh, sonic themes as well as um more lighthearted ones and happy ones and just through the course of 5 minutes you just get so much uh just sonic goodness thrown at you um it's just a just a hugely creative piece and um i i would recommend it to just about anyone just to just to experience uh
1: yeah, I love record. I mean I, I had it's it in my pick. top ten, so obviously. And uh Remora is definitely one of the best tracks on there. So um so yeah, not surprised to see somebody pick that. Uh so now we get into the top five, uh top five songs of the year. And for me, we're opening up with uh a repeat from the the first list. We have we did um and I have Nada by Lido Pimienta.
0: Hmm. Good track. And just fuck love this
1: that track. I love that album. Just such beautiful Colombian magic in a song. And just Lito, uh, her her voice is just so magical on this song. And one actually kind of funny story, if you remember back when we reviewed it and when I talked about it, this song in the first half, as I mentioned, just how ridiculously bass heavy uh, the song is. Uh, actually, since then, I have moved. And for some reason, the bass is no longer as ridiculous. So apparently, Ooh. my room just was like the perfect dimensions for the bass to like really reverberate. Beautiful.
0: <laughs> you actually found a room resonance listening to Lido Pimienta.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. Which,
0: which is wild. <laughs> I, that's super but, cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what's top five for you guys?
0: So my, my number five, and you know this one... I might argue this is my weakest pick on this list because it probably suffers the most without the context of the album. But I went with Heliozopolis from uh, Neptunian Maximalism off of Aeons. and uh, I just really like this track. When I when I go to that album, this is my go-to track. There, like if I'm like I, I, I mentioned in our list reveal that this is one of my new go-tos for testing out sound systems
2: and this is the go-to track for me <laughs> just the you're gonna have to refresh my memory was that the was that the i think i know but the, is that the, the one with like the really heavy berry sax on it it's the, the 15 minute
0: one that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> close to the end of the album
2: <laughs> thank you brandon yeah um, yeah i i would have to go back because i i can't distinguish that Particular track, but I'm gonna take your word that it's amazing. This, this one, pretty seen, much that I, I believe amazing. it because that
1: album's fucking amazing. But to me, that yeah. album's just like such a fever dream that like it's hard for me to like pick out something specific.
0: The, the things uh, I mm-hmm. like about this one specifically are, um, it's a little bit of a microcosm of the album itself, and at you know at 15 minutes long, it better be. And then right. uh, <laughs> it's it's also got some <laughs> extremely subtle ambient like panning sounds when you listen and listen really critically. Just the little sounds that appear everywhere in kind of your sound stage, if you're on a good stereo system, are just, it's wild. You just listen, like, close your eyes and listen spatially for where does this sound like it's coming from? And it's like Mm -hmm. 180 degrees around you, stuff is happening and different stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It's
2: crazy. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. That album could probably be studied and dissected from 100 different angles none of which I feel qualified to do. Other than <laughs> right. It's, it's good in my ears. Oh, yeah. Um, I ended up going uh, for my number five with uh, uh, Mars um, by yeah. Spectral Lore and mari Cognitum. Um, this is the second track um, off of their planetary uh, um, exploration. It's a cosmic
1: observation.
2: Ben. A cosmic <laughs> observation. Wow. I was wrong on oh. both, both terms there. Uh, Mars stood out for me as one of the most memorable moments of the year just when the guitars come in uh, with that really just strained uh super fast played riff um, just conjures up this you know Mars like uh, um, just just miasma of, of heat and tension um yeah amazing guitar tones on that um, it's just a just a brutal beautiful track yeah i remember um, when i first yeah.
1: heard mars like i was like so taken aback by what i had heard that i literally like had to pause the 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 album for a minute and like process what it what i just yeah. heard like it, it blew me away that much
0: it's, it's a great moment that might be the best moment of the year
2: it, it really it's, might be it might it's definitely up there for sure yeah yeah um, so at
1: number four for me, uh, we're going back to an album that had been mentioned already on here, but a different song. And I, I went off of a, off of a album. I went with Melamine, which, Ooh, and kind of going back to uh, sinning. Like, talk about a great fucking climax to an album.
0: Yeah. yeah so yeah. like,
1: and I mean, our biggest complaints about it, although we have somewhat kind of gone back on them a little bit, were that. The middle does drag slightly, but it just makes makes it so when you do get to that climax, it just makes it so much sweeter. Yeah, um, melamine hits. It, 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 just, it hits that hits hard because so of what hard.
2: preceded it. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it and as with the rest of the album, it just sounds so beautiful, so ethereal, and just uh, a great track off a great album.
0: Nice, that's a good pick. Yeah, uh, for my number four track,
1: I. Well,
0: I don't know if you guys will consider this cheating or not, but I went with microphones in 2020.
2: It is still <laughs> a know, song. It's, I'll, yeah, it's I'll definitely allow it. it's it's, like, also it's definitely not cheating. But... Like it feels weird, but it's it's yeah. There's no, I don't think you could make an argument that it's cheating. Yeah. So it's I not, mean,
0: I had to respect the 44 minute and 44 second entire album in one song venture on top songs because <laughs> the fact that it works. Yeah. I mean. What else is there to say? The fact that a one song album, like feature length, fill up a vinyl LP, one song album worked. I, it's impressive. Yeah, it's and impressive. I enjoyed it.
2: I know and some of if you If and didn't, when but we, uh, no, I, well, Brandon's the only one I still really liked it at. Um, but if and when we go uh, to a bar, uh, when it's safe to go together, I think we know what Eric's going to play on the jukebox. <laughs> God, biggest dick move of twenty twenty. Pretty, right pretty right great, there. though. I once played Echoes by Pink Floyd um, in a jukebox at the Bay Horse Tavern, which is about a 20 20 to 25 minute epic, um, and they cut me off at the whale noise part.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ben, what do you got at number four?
2: Number four, I have uh, Good News by Mac Miller. Oh, God, I got
0: that confused with the Black Eyed Peas song for a second, and I'm just like, what?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good news today. Uh, COVID-19 has been, has gone away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's uh, a good pick. Miller. I mean, this is, yeah, I thought this was the standout track of the album, although there were a ton of really good songs there, but this one was especially, um, special. Um, it, it just conjured up, um, on an emotional level, like everything surrounding his death and, and what he was going through, um, leading up to it. Um, it almost feels like a pixar movie where it's like super just hits you right in the heart um it it feels both like nostalgic and forward-looking and it's just one of those songs i think that um i'll end up coming back to and and certainly one of the more memorable tracks of the year um i mean in terms of just just pure uh beauty in the form of a song i think doesn't get much better than than good news I
0: almost picked that one, but I knew one of you guys would. So I thought, eh, I'll I'll do something else. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Number three, Brandon?
1: Alright, so number three, we got um, another another song that I think deserves a mention in the uh, best sample of the year, and it is also my pop song of the year. I'm talking about Love Again by Dua Lipa. And I know I'm. I'm the only one here that thinks this, but po- I just think it's an almost <laughs> flawless pop record, and um, it's my favorite track off the album.
2: And just, I don't know if I can even picture that one right now.
1: It uh, what, what was the has sample? Like the, the, the like the string intro. Mm-hmm. And it goes da 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 da. da. And kind of sounds like the. Uh, the Star Wars German Imperial sample, March a little yeah. bit.
2: Uh, I was going to say the Imperial March is what yeah, comes um, to mind. It's not. Okay. I don't
1: remember exactly what the song sounds but oh, It's like a really a like obscure sample. I and I the, the oh, original yeah, song yeah, no, is yeah. um, escaping me
2: right now. I, I'm um, I'm hearing the strings now. Yeah, that's a great song. That's yeah. a fantastic song. Yeah, no, I, I totally support that. Yeah, and I was oh. I, I was expecting a duolipa song from you, so. Yeah, no, that's a great. I mean, pick. It, I think it was on one... my
1: the top the first half list. Still yeah. on my songs of the year list. Yeah, so.
2: it's the same notes as the Imperial March, but in a very, very different. Uh, uh, yeah, context. A very, <laughs> very different context. The instrumentals on that song were amazing.
1: Yeah, completely. All right, number three, Eric. Uh,
0: I went with uh, "Say the Name" from Clipping. Which
2: okay, we've talked about yeah. already. I'm I'm a
1: little yep. surprised to see you put it so much higher than me, <laughs> considering yeah, it that was like, pretty so I like so more
0: than you. I, I, loved that track the the reason the album went a little lower is i didn't enjoy the entirety of the album quite as much as you did but that track is a standout i mean it deserves deserves some respect
1: yeah yeah i mean
0: i, my I said my piece th- on
2: it yeah yeah um so for my my number three um like eric i ended up going with a neptunian maximalism uh song which uh was kind of hard to select in some ways because yeah like we said it's a It's meant to be experienced as an album, but, um, I do specifically remember this song and to be honest, it might be the only song title that I can remember on a consistent basis. Um, because this is the song where, um, I realized I, not only was I going to like this album, I was going to love this album and I'm talking about, uh, Pata Sokar Osiris, which is either like the third or the fourth track. But it's basically the point at which the album takes the dive from like the, second or third circle of hell into like the 587th circle of hell. <laughs> just this deep sonic dive into into just cosmic terror. Um, it, it gets even heavier than it was before. I think the, the the standout part of this song was that, you know, before you had the really harsh, like Barry sacks and crazy stuff, but this song, it all melded together and the overall atmosphere was just a lot more full. Like the soundscape was way more full on this one and it was just like circling down into this just weird gelatinous warm hellish landscape and uh and you've got like the the demonic voices going in the background and just all the weird sounds and and you just get totally lost in the music and it stood out to me for that reason all right
1: so i feel like at number two i'm gonna it's gonna be a pretty controversial pick uh but the more i thought about it the more i was like i have to I have to put a song from it on my list because there were, and there were two that I was really struggling to pick from. Uh, But, and in the end I actually went with one that kind of goes against what I had said previously. And it is a song off of the new gorillas record uh, song machines season one. And I did not go with momentary bliss, which I put as my favorite song off the record. Um, I ended up going with pac-man which um Hmm. the song featuring a schoolboy q schoolboy q yeah um i've been going back and forth on which one of those is my favorite song off the record and right now it's pac-man um god it just what a funky beat and schoolboy q just absolutely destroys it with his verse like it's like I, I know we didn't officially rank it, but we did listen to it this year, and we do have an episode about it. Um, I, I think it qualifies. Yeah, and it came out this year, and I, I had I'll to allow admit, it. I, I I loved it so much, I had to put it on here somewhere. Yeah,
2: it's a we all liked that track. I I I'm definitely surprised to see it that high on your list, but it is a good song, and it's a banger that I think um, will probably something we'll revisit in the future.
0: I yeah. like the decision to go with the, the Song Machine album as well, because we all listened to it this year, we reviewed it and everything, but it didn't make the list, yeah. which makes it a bit of a dark horse.
2: It does, yeah, definitely. But it, it certainly I, qualifies for top trying song. to think of... I don't think there's any songs from that I would have put on my top 10, but there's definitely some good ones there that are worth listening to, for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I think I agree with Ben. I, I mean, I enjoyed most of it. I don't know that there was anything that would quite make my top 10, but good to see it get a mention especially because it's something and i
2: that still we, maintain that strange times is the best song in the album it's a great
1: song but it's a cure song
2: <laughs> yeah uh. fair enough
0: all right eric what's your number two uh so i went with uh marigold by pine grove this was my my top half interesting uh my my top five at the halfway point and this one was probably the other moment listening this year that contends with me for the mars moment you know, mm-hmm. Mars is kind of the opposite moment in that it, it goes right. epic and it's the, holy crap, this album's going to pull it off kind of thing. And, and this one was a little bit different. And I was, you know, I was very surprised to close out this kind of angsty stripped down album with an ambient track, but I, I it's really enjoyed it. such a good it. ambient
1: track too. Yeah, yeah
0: it is. I just, it's, it's so out of left field, but still works so well. Uh, and then it's a great ambient track on its own which Ambient Music got
2: a lot of love from me this year, so it makes sense that this track did as well. Yeah, there was definitely some good some good Ambient this year. Uh, for my number two, um, I ended up going with Usi um, Technocratia from Aronsi Pazuzu's Mestrin Kinsey. Um This was the third track of the album. Um, and I think any of those tracks from that album, I think could be contenders for a top 10, but this one in particular stood out to me. Um yeah, can I, <laughs> I see Brandon. Cuz they all sound the shaking same. Shaking his head. Oh <laughs> God, how wrong can a person be? Also, <laughs> I mean, you're the one that Brandon put it at number off. 1. I so should have I should have put this as my number 1 just to piss you off, but that would have <laughs> been being dishonest. Um yeah, this is man, Uh I like the song for a number of reasons. Um I think the sound engineering is incredible. Um you're just getting hit from all these different um spatial places um in your headphones or however you're listening. Um, the addition of like the choir vocals in the in the uh, coupling with the repetitive guitar um, riffs, I think, just works really well and just creates this huge driving force. Um, the vocals on this one are incredible, um, and just the the song structure of like you don't know what's going to happen next. Um, it it goes through at least like two or three different um, passages and actually goes from being really hard hitting and really loud and. And driving to just kind of simmering down into this kind of ambient ethereal um, style for the last couple minutes i just thought the song structure was was really unpredictable really creative and really memorable
1: i mean i disagree but i'm glad you enjoyed it thank it, you it would be it would be wrong to not have
0: songs off your top album pick on the top 10 songs you know something's to be fair, got to exactly. be <laughs> so
1: yeah Spoiler alert, I guess, because I still got one more to say. Um, But I I already mentioned that I didn't pick anything from some of my top ones. Um, But uh, my number one song of the year is the same song that was number one for me at the halfway point. And if anything, I like it more now than I liked it back then. And I'm talking about Good News by Mac Miller. Uh, This song is everything I needed this year. It's everything I could have ever hoped for from a posthumous Mac Miller album. And I still remember hearing it for the first time and uh, getting incredibly emotional just with how happy I was that it wasn't a shameless cash grab, which is kind of what I was expecting when I first heard that Mac Miller that there's going to be a posthumous Mac Miller record. Uh, But not only was it not a cheap cash grab, it's an absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and touching song and it might even be Mac's best album ever um, and Good News might be his my favorite song from him ever Um, so the song, it just, it meant so much to me as a Mac Miller fan that I have to put it at number one.
2: Oh, totally deserving, yeah, yeah it's a completely deserved a track.
0: pick and it, you know, like I said when Ben mentioned it earlier I didn't put this on my list because I knew you would have it Top couple slots, so it's like, yeah. But no, completely deserved. Alright, number one. So much like I cheated and picked a, a two-parter for my worst song of the year, I picked a two parter for my best song of the year, and I went with Pluto off of Wanderers, Astrology of the Nine. I so such a great track. And one of the best
1: like finales to an album ever.
0: Yeah, it's it's so incredibly epic and and manages to go from this desolate ambience to just crazy hard hitting and still with classic elements at the same time great
1: track and it's just a shame that not enough people heard that record right i mean yeah it
0: deserves so much more. some of these like
2: you look at the spotify listeners and they're like abysmally low even though these albums are getting a lot of you know praise and everyone that eh, listened
0: to them knows what's up but not many people did Wake up, sheeple.
1: <laughs> oh. Hi, Ben. What's your number one? Yeah.
2: My number one, um, I also cheated by picking a two-parter, and my two-parter happens to be the same as Eric's two-parter. <laughs> I also yeah. went with Pluto, parts one and two, <laughs> Spectral Lower, and Mary Cognitum. Um, I believe this was also my number one pick at the halfway point. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive it was. I mean, man, what a what a journey. Um, uh, you know, and all in all, it's what like 20, 22 minutes somewhere around that, you know, in the first part with the, yeah, just the icy ambience of Pluto. And then it slowly builds and you know, something big's coming. And then I still remember when the guitar hit, I physically jolted out of my chair. Cause it's like a, it's kind of like a jump scare, but you know, in a, not in a scary sense, but it's like, whoa, <laughs> it just hits you out of nowhere. Um, and then the guitar solo, um, within like the first two or three minutes of a part two is straight up. One of the prettiest things I've ever heard in my life. Um, like I almost cried listening to that. It's so pretty. <laughs> um, not in the conventional sense, but man, whatever the guitar tone and the, and the notes that it's just such like a, an amazing wrap up to the journey you've been on. Um, so gorgeous. And then it, then it transitions into just like really, Hard-hitting, um, riffy metal um, as you kind of go out into the void of, of outer space, past the planets. Um, yeah, very few tr- songs or, or conjunctions of songs yeah. have and, taken uh, me on such an incredible I, journey. I really in this love
1: one on those songs, I guess uh, that you guys didn't mention is the very, very end of it when you go out into deep space mm. yeah. past Pluto, yep. and it's just such a great way. To close out the song and close out the album, just you reflect on the last two hours almost of just pure insanity that you listen to. And it's such an incredible way to close, uh, to me, what is one of my favorite albums of all time now. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I love that album so much. I
0: just checked, you know, Mari Cognitum has less than 9,000 monthly listeners, and Spectral Lore less than 8,000. It's just like criminal. Yeah, this album is such a masterpiece.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a true masterpiece in my opinion. Oh, yeah, um, right. I think that's man. This episode went way longer than I was expecting.
2: Um, Me too. Yeah, but that's I think good, we did ten <laughs> songs. <juices. laughs> yeah, uh, no, goodness.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Sorry, it we went a bit longer uh, than it normally does. Um, be on the lookout. We're still going to be coming out with lots of uh, new content until we start doing. Uh, albums for 2021.
0: Yeah, our um, our next uh, next episode is the, the final, really the final visit of the 2020 year in music with our uh, superlatives and album art discussion for the 2020 albums.
1: Yes, we we picked some uh, superlatives. Uh, we will let's leave them as a surprise. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave now. them for for next yeah. next time. Um, yeah. Um, also coming out soon we've mentioned it quite a few times and we promise you it's actually coming out soon. Now uh, is our full Beatles discography January so be on 13th the lookout for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we have a date. So, yeah. <laughs> be
1: on the lookout for that one. We recorded that like almost like two months ago at this point. <laughs> a <Yeah>. a while. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, thank you all very much for listening and have a good night.